podcast a podcast about music health wellness and activism that will help you to find balance between life as a musician and self-care through health and wellness i'm your host jazzy piggott a tuba player composer certified personal trainer writer educator and podcaster now based in baltimore maryland today i will be talking about burnout what it is why it's not good possible causes how to recognize it how to overcome it or get out of it and how to prevent it in the first place So first, what is burnout? So today, my sources are going to be Psychology Today and the Mayo Health Clinic. So according to Psychology Today, burnout is defined as a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It often happens when you constantly give in to demands without affirming your boundaries or values. And then, although it often happens in work, it can actually occur in parenting, caretaking, and or relationships. So now is that time of the year when everybody is basically stressed because the holidays are coming up and everyone's trying to finish things before they go on break. So most likely it is these times of the semester or the school year or whatever year you go by if you're not in a school-based profession. It's that time when... Everything kind of piles onto each other, and then you're most likely to face some level of burnout. I know this semester I kind of did, especially in regards to practicing uh, right before Thanksgiving. I was just kind of done with it, but, you know, I was able to overcome it. So why exactly is burnout a problem? Well, according to the Mayo Clinic, if burnout is ignored or unaddressed, It can have significant consequences, including excessive stress, fatigue, insomnia, sadness, anger, or irritability, alcohol or substance abuse, heart disease, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, increased vulnerability to illness, headaches, and gastrointestinal distress. So hopefully those are enough consequences to make you realize that this is not something you want to go through because... It's not just mental. There are so many physical consequences to having burnout that you really don't want. So there are several risk factors and causes of burnout that you want to be aware of. If you notice these things in your work life or your home life or anything, then you might want to try to be aware and try to fix it before it creates a problem. So the first is a lack of control. This means You don't feel like you have any sort of control in the environment. Whatever you do doesn't really have an effect on anything of the outcome. So having this lack of control is definitely a predictor that you might fall victim to burnout when things get tough. Then we have unclear expectations. If you're working in a job where you don't know what you're expected to be doing and you're constantly just doing things without knowing what you're supposed to be doing, that's definitely going to be a predictor of experiencing burnout because you're just kind of working and going with the flow without necessarily knowing what you should be doing. Next is a dysfunctional workplace dynamic. If you're constantly stressed because your coworker is not doing something properly, 
or you have an evil boss who just is out to get you the whole time, nobody really takes you seriously, you're going to definitely struggle with having an effective workplace environment. And this dysfunction will definitely cause you a level of stress just being there that you won't be experiencing elsewhere. And having stress just being at the job without even working is very significant as far as burnout is concerned. Another one is extremes of activity. This is caused by either being too busy or too slow. I was surprised to find out that it meant like if things were happening too slowly that that could cause burnout, but the fact that you're not really doing anything, you're not keeping yourself occupied, you just feel like you're sitting there and nothing's happening, that can impact you in feeling a sense of burnout because you're going to feel stressed out that what you're doing doesn't really matter or vice versa. If you're really, really busy and you don't have a chance to breathe, you're not going to be able to feel any sort of relief of stress throughout the day. Then there's a lack of social support. If you don't have any sort of coworker that you can talk to or any friends or family members that you can confide in when you go home, you're definitely going to experience a different level of stress because you can't really unwind, you can't vent. There's nobody who is actually supporting you. So it's really important to find a support circle so you don't come to this stage. You should have people you're able to vent to and you should have people at work that you feel comfortable enough to call your friends. Otherwise, it's just a bit lonely and loneliness does not result in many good things. The next is having a work-life imbalance. So this is if you're working too much and you're not really enjoying the rest of your life on the weekends or your days off, that's going to contribute to the level of burnout because you don't really have a chance to unwind or relax or have any sort of sense of purpose outside of your work. Then we have a heavy workload or long work hours. This also goes into the work-life imbalance issue where you might be working too much or you're working because you're afraid of consulting reality and you're just trying to get all the hours in possible in order to avoid going home to your family or your friends or whatever. So by putting too much stock on the work that you do and how much you work, you are contributing to your risk of getting into burnout eventually. Because if you do have that much stock in your work, if something doesn't go right at work, then most likely the rest of your life isn't there to support you in trying to figure out how to return to a sense of normalcy. And then the final risk factor or cause of burnout is having a lack of passion or doing things that are away from your calling or sense of values. It's very important to find things that you're passionate about to be working on, because if you're spending time day in, day out on this activity, you want it to be something that you feel you are getting a reward for. It's something you feel that you are meant to be doing, because otherwise you are just kind of wasting your time. Oftentimes, having a level of passion is a way to remember why you're doing the work in the first place when things get rough. But if you don't have passion for the activity, you're not going to have that ability. And when things do get rough and you do experience burnout, you're not going to try to justify why you're there. It's going to be nearly impossible to do that. So if you don't have passion for what you're doing and it's not what you see yourself doing in the next 10 years and it doesn't align with your goals, 
then you might be at risk for burnout. So now that we've identified what burnout is, what the consequences are, and what the risks and causes are of burnout, now we can talk about the signs that you are burnt out. So the first sign is physical and mental exhaustion. This means that no matter what you do, no matter how much sleep you get, you are just physically and mentally tired. You don't want to do anything. It's really hard for you to get out of bed. It's hard for you to concentrate throughout the day. You just can't seem to get things done. So if you are feeling like this and it's more than just a few days, maybe it's a few weeks, then that means you probably are burnt out and you should seek help in some way. I'll get to ways to get out of burnout in a little bit. The next sign of burnout is cynicism, anger, irritability, or dread about work or whatever you're burnt out about. I know for me, this comes as often like practicing dread where I just like, oh my gosh, I hate music. Why am I doing this? What is the purpose of this right now? When you feel that you're constantly negative about the thing that you used to really enjoy and you used to find some level of passion in, that means that you are probably at a stage of burnout. Because ideally, you would be constantly passionate about the things you're passionate about. It's not something that would wane. So if you are constantly irritable, constantly angry, And this shows up in other areas of life. It's not necessarily about the work, but if for some reason you're always snapping at people like your family, for instance, and you hadn't been doing that before, it might be because you're having issues of burnout in your work life that's trickling into your home life. So look out for those signs, definitely. Another sign is dwindling compassion if you're in a help field. A help field is any sort of field where you exist to help people. I would consider music a a help field because, well, I mean, you're helping people feel a certain way. That's what most musicians do. They seek performing music because they get to impact the audience. I think Aubrey mentioned this in his episode, which was episode 18, where he talked about how much he really enjoyed making the audience members feel a certain way. So yes, music is a help field. Medicine's a help field. I guess retail can be a help field. I don't know. You feel like you help people when you're selling clothing. I guess you kind of are because, you know, people need clothing in order to be successful in society. (laughs) But yeah, okay, so help fields. If you're feeling a dwindling level of compassion when you're in these fields for the people that you are either performing for or you're serving in some way, then that means you're probably experiencing burnout because the people have never done anything to you personally. And you should have a level of compassion throughout the entire time. If you're taking care of a patient, you should feel bad when they're sick. That's why they're coming to you. Whereas if you are burnt out, you're not going to feel that. And you're probably going to be like, oh gosh, why are they in here? You know, you're just sick. Like, get over it. So if you are having those thoughts and those feelings, that probably means you are on the verge of burnout. The next is an inability to perform effectively. So that means in work terms or in music terms, basically. If you're finding your work performance or your performance in general is just suffering, 
then you're probably going through something bigger. Because ordinarily, you're not going to struggle with work performance. You're going to be able to perform to your standard ability level, not necessarily above and beyond that, but at least to the base level. If you're slowly falling below your base level, that means that something's wrong and you need to address that quite early on. Next is a lack of concentration. So that goes back to the physical and mental exhaustion. If you find yourself sitting and staring at a computer screen and not really able to do anything, and this is happening constantly day in, day out, then you're probably dealing with something bigger than just a one-day lapse of concentration. I know a lot of times this happens with me in practicing, where I end up scrolling social media when I was supposed to be going over that run for the 50th time. And then it also happens with homework, where, yeah, you were writing that paper you were supposed to do, but then something caught your eye on the internet while you were searching, and then you end up in a Wikipedia rabbit hole, because that does happen, and that <laughs> those, those can go on forever. You know, you know, if you know, you know. Then we have a poor satisfaction with your accomplishments. If you are succeeding and you're not really feeling a need to celebrate your successes, see episode 17, and you are just feeling really down in general, you're not really seeing any sort of reason to celebrate, to appreciate what you've done, that means that you're probably struggling through something. Because ideally, once you accomplish something, you should feel good about it. You shouldn't just kind of brush it off like, ah, that happens. No, you accomplish something. Be happy about it. Be proud about it. And another sign of burnout is sleep changes. This could be sleeping too much or sleeping too little. If you're sleeping too much, it might be because your body is trying to compensate for how exhausted it really is. If you're sleeping too little, it might be because you have insomnia for some reason, maybe because you're too stressed out about your job that you can't really think about anything else and focus on falling asleep. So pay attention to how much sleep you're getting. If you're having a consistent bedtime and you're frequently going over that or you're not waking up on time, then maybe something else is going on. It might not just be your willpower and not getting up on time. Maybe you actually are burnt out. Then we have substance use changes. This might be if you start smoking a lot more, if you start relying on your prescription medication a lot more, if you start going to other sorts of drugs, if you do that. These are things that you might be able to pick up on because subtly you're starting to rely more on outside substances in order to find a sense of normalcy. This means that there's something going on inside your personal life. And finally, the last sign of burnout is having unexplained health issues. So this is like gastrointestinal distress, headaches, things like I mentioned before in the consequences of burnout. Because if there is no root cause to any of these sort of issues, that means that it's obviously something psychological that is having physical effects on you because the mind is very powerful because it literally is all you are. So it has the power to get you sick. 
So pay attention to those little subtle signs that maybe your body isn't up to optimal performance. Maybe you should be getting things checked out. Go to a doctor. A doctor can help you identify burnout when you're having it, and they can help you figure out ways to mitigate those health issues. So see your primary care physician. Very important. So now that we know the signs of burnout, let's talk about overcoming burnout. So if you realize that you are burnt out, it's not the end of the world necessarily. I mean, burnout is a phase where it is kind of the end game. A lot of stress leads up to burnout. And then once you hit it, it's really hard to get back out of it. It's not easy. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to be burnt out one day. And then the next day you're back performing at optimal performance because you did some of these things. It's still a process. It's going to take you time to get back to your normal level of performance. So the first thing is to get support, whether that be outside your job or inside your job, inside your family or outside your family. Just find a support network because having support and just feeling like you do have people who are on your side and you have people who know what you're going through, it can definitely make you feel a whole lot better about any sort of circumstance you're in. Next is to find ways to relax and rest when you're not working. You should ideally have some sort of hobby or pastime or thing you enjoy doing that's not work. If constantly you're going between one job to the next job, then you're going to probably get stuck in the burnout rut. So you need to figure out what your way of resting and relaxing is going to be. Uh, next week, the whole episode is going to be on rest and relaxation, so please tune into that one next week when you have the chance, and I'll get more into it there. But you need some sort of way to unwind at the end of the day. You can't just come from one job to the next job. I know I tend to do that, where I'll get through my schoolwork, and then I have to go practice, and then once I'm done practicing, I have to go figure out this next podcast episode, and after the podcast episode, it's how am I going to plan my album. So most of what I do is based on these jobs that I have. So I know that I need to find things that are outside of these jobs in order to function to my best ability. Right now, my biggest way of unwinding is probably exercise, because um, since I quit my training job, exercising is no longer tied to one of my jobs. It's just something I do because I really enjoy running and I enjoy hitting the next goal and milestone and changing my body and all those things. So on that note, the next tip to overcome burnout is to get some exercise. Exercise is really good. It has a lot of health benefits. You can see those health benefits in episodes four and five. You can also hear them in episodes 11 with Kaylee, in episode 12 with Andre, and episode 18 with Aubrey, where they all talk about how they have running as a part of their lives and how the gym is really important to them. Exercising is a way for your body to get up and move because your body was intended to move. It wasn't intended to sit in a chair all day. 
So finding the time to exercise will definitely help you out of a strut of burnout because you're getting rid of that stress because yes, exercise is a stress on the body, but it's a stress that helps you to adapt in a way that makes you feel relaxed at the end of it. The next tip to overcoming burnout is to getting adequate sleep. Make sure you're getting seven to nine hours of sleep every single night. In order to function as a productive person in society, that's probably what you need. There are some people who are exceptions to the rule, some people who might need less than seven hours, and some people who actually might need more. But you most likely need seven to nine hours of sleep in order to be functional. I would experiment with how much you think you need by figuring out the perfect amount it is you sleep where you don't feel tired throughout the day. For more on sleep, you can check out episode seven, where I have a whole episode on sleep, its benefits, and ways to prioritize it. Then we can also practice mindfulness or gratitude to overcome burnout. So mindfulness is the focus of being in the moment, being really present, focusing on your breath, everything that's happening right now, not necessarily thinking about the things you have to get done, the things that happen, what you said, what you didn't say to your coworker, things like that. That means you're just focusing. If you're sitting in a chair, you're focusing on sitting in that chair and just hearing everything that's happening around you. And then gratitude is the practice of being grateful for things that are in your life. It's the practice of finding things to be happy for. Because when you're down and depressed, it's really, really, really easy to just get stuck with, wow, everything is kind of miserable. I don't have anything to look forward to. Gratitude is finding the things to look forward to, no matter how big or how small. Because if you have a roof over your head, that's something you should be grateful for. The next tip for overcoming burnout is to take a break or take some time off. Again, I will do an episode on rest and relaxation next week, so tune into that. But this basically means you just need to take time off. And there's no shame in taking time off, as I mentioned last week. Everybody needs time off now and then. That's why you have vacation days built into your schedule and weekends, hopefully. Because everybody needs time to just reset. If you're burnt out and you take time off, maybe it's enough to get you out of that burnout phase because you have a week where you can de-stress and come back to your base level of performance. And then the final tip to overcoming burnout is to evaluate your options. Is this job you're in really worth it? Because if you find yourself constantly stressed and you're not getting enough out of it, maybe it's not worth it for you. I know that that was my issue with training earlier this semester, where I was burnt out because I was constantly going into the gym, a lot of my clients weren't showing up, I wasn't really getting much out of it because I wasn't making nearly as much as I should have been making, even though I really enjoyed working with the people at the job, I realized that it wasn't worth that level of stress that I was having, the stress of having to drive 20 minutes to see one person and then have three cancel. It was just way too much. So decide whether your job is worth the burnout you're going through. Because burnout, it creeps into every single level of you as a person. It will affect your performance as a father, a mother, a sister, whatever you are. 
and it will get into your life, your friendships, things like that, because you are physically and mentally exhausted. You're really irritable because, well, you're just beyond a point of stress. And then remember, you're replaceable at work. As much as it's hard to believe and you don't want to think you're replaceable, you're replaceable. You shouldn't let this burnout lead to stress that impacts you in your family life, your friendship life, because that's where you're not replaceable. Nobody is going to replace you as as their father or anything. Like, you are stuck in that position, whatever you are. Whereas somebody can find the next teacher, or somebody can find another person to work the assembly line. You're replaceable there, unfortunately. So if you are replaceable, make sure that you are performing your best in the places that you are not replaceable. Because that is really, really important. So those were tips to overcoming burnout once you are feeling burnt out. So here are some tips to prevent burnout in the first place. So tip one, maintain a good work-life balance. This can be done by creating healthy boundaries, as I talked about in episode three. Maintaining a good work-life balance means having some sort of boundary system where you know when you should be working and when you should not be working. This means maybe you don't answer your emails after 6 p.m. every single day because that's when you're home and you shouldn't be focusing on your emails. You should be focusing on enjoying your time with your family. And then maybe that's also setting time aside for maybe you enjoy looking at emails first thing in the morning. Well, how are you going to get a good day set up if you're staring at your emails constantly? Because a lot of times when you're focused on those emails or work texts or anything, it's not really positive news all the time. And then that can affect you. That can affect how you sleep and it can affect how you start your day. So put a boundary around that. Only answer work texts, work calls, work emails when you're at work. This was really difficult during the pandemic when People were working from home and there was no work home boundary because work was home. Now that things are starting to become more normal, it's a lot easier to get this back to normal because, well, you are in a separate place. But some people still do work at home and you need to be careful about keeping those boundaries together because those boundaries are really important and If they are broken, you're going to have less time to rest. You're going to feel constantly like you're working and it's going to lead to burnout. Next tip to preventing burnout is to work in a field you're passionate about. If you're passionate about something and it appeals to your higher sense of purpose, then you're most likely going to enjoy what you're doing. And when you enjoy what you're doing, it's going to be really unlikely that you get to a level of burnout where you are cynical about the position because it does influence your higher purpose. Next thing to prevent burnout is to practice gratitude. Like I just mentioned, gratitude is finding things you're grateful for every single day. This is important because it reminds you that there are positive things going on in your life, even if things are really depressing at the moment. So find those things to be grateful for each and every day. 
I always end my day with three things that I was really happy about during the day. And sometimes it's more difficult than other days to find those three things. But at the end of that, when I do name those three things, it does make me feel a little lighter inside because, oh, there was stuff that happened that was really good today. Next, get healthy sleep, exercise, and nutrition. So these are addressed in episodes 7, 4, 5, and 13, respectively. So if you are sleeping properly, you're getting your exercise in, and you're eating properly, you're probably going to perform optimally because you need your body to be in physical peak health before it can be in some sort of mental peak health. So take care of these things first. Please revisit all these episodes because there's a lot to go into. But once you have these things taken care of, you'll be able to manage stress effectively and keep going. And then that could also be helpful to look at episode 8 for navigating your lows and episode 10 for 10 tips to living your best life. Next, work with a therapist. Therapists are really helpful because they are people who listen to everything you say and they should be on your side if they're a proper therapist and you should be able to tell them anything. So find a therapist. They're really, really, really integral for your support system, which is the next thing is to create a solid support system. Um, But having a therapist will get you an outlet to talk about the stress and maybe to realize things that you're stressed about before they come. Because I know I was really stressed out in a previous relationship and I wasn't really aware of it, but my therapist picked up on it based on the way I was talking about it for several months. And without that level of awareness, I wouldn't have known that I was actually struggling with that and that severing that relationship was a better thing for me. So next, create a solid support circle and then use effective communication. In episodes 15 and 16, I interviewed my friend Alice Mileman on the impacts of effective communication within relationships. And it's really important to have that. You want a solid support system where you have people who you can rely on and you also need to be able to communicate effectively so any issues that may occur can get resolved promptly before they boil up. And then having a support circle allows you to have people to be aware that you are maybe struggling with work and you do need somebody to unwind with on the weekend, somebody to go out with, you know, talk to your girlfriends, (laughs) things like that. Next tip is to keep a growth mindset. So the last two episodes, episodes 20 and 21, were both on growth mindset. And having a growth mindset means focusing on getting to the next level rather than staying where you are. So this prevents burnout because you are going to be constantly striving to the next level. You're not really going to feel a level of stress when you're stuck somewhere. You're going to try to keep moving on. And yes, uh, burnout is bigger than just saying that you are moving forward. It is a mental thing that is a hurdle for a lot of people. It's not something easy to overcome, but having a growth mindset can make it easier to get over. And then the final tip is to remember your why and then have other tips for finding motivation, which you can see in episode two. 
Finding your why means finding your sense of purpose. So if you have a higher sense of purpose in what you're doing, it will be a lot easier to prevent burnout when it does come up. So those are my tips for preventing burnout, and I hope that they were beneficial to you. If you have any other tips, please send me an email at pigotjasmine at gmail.com, or if you have any questions, please send me an email as well, or find me on social media. I will respond to you, I promise. And then I appreciate it when people reach out. So yeah, this was my overview of burnout. And then next week, I will have a whole episode on the importance of rest and relaxation for this holiday season. So please tune in on that because that will definitely coincide with this episode about burnout in general. So next, I will be getting to Roses, Buds, and Thorns. Roses, Buds, and Thorns is a segment where I talk about something that went really well this week, something I am looking forward to, and something that didn't go too great. And I do this because it cultivates a level of authenticity and gratitude because, well, I'm not perfect, and then I do have things to be grateful for in my life. I encourage you each week to come up with your own Roses, Buds, and Thorns, or at least just some Buds and Thorns, sorry, some Buds and Roses, because you want to cultivate a practice of gratitude. So I always start with my thorn because I always like to end on a positive note. So my thorn this week was I have been very, very inconsistent with sleeping. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it is because it's burnout and it's the end of the season and I just got through literally everything, like my recital and a bunch of papers. So I have been staying into bed until like 10 o'clock in the morning, which is ridiculous because I tend to wake up around 6, 6.30 on most days. So that's my thorn this week. Uh, really inconsistent. I've also been going to bed later and later, which has just been making me wake up later and later, or I don't wake up later and then I just am sleep deprived. So yeah, my thorn this week is not getting good sleep or prioritizing that. So I'm going to work on that and I'm going to get better at it again. My rose for this week is I had a great recital and I finished my semester strong. So the recital went well. There were some moments that I wasn't too proud of, but everybody said they were fine. So that's what matters. And I think I performed like really, really well for what I was able to do. I did learn a lot of music. I think I learned like 54 minutes of music because we had to learn more than 50 minutes, but it was supposed to be under an hour. I went slightly over an hour. It's fine. But it was a really good recital and I'm glad that it happened. My parents came up. My boyfriend came up. It was great. So that was my rose this week. Really liked the recital and had a good time afterwards. And then my bud this week, I am going on vacation to North Carolina. I'm going to see my aunt in person for the first time in at least six years, which is really good. And I'm going to see my boyfriend, meet his family for the first time. So I'm very excited for that and looking forward to it because it'll also be a time where we get to take an Airbnb and just feel like we're on vacation for a couple of days. So yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to that. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate you listening and I appreciate you sharing this podcast with other people too. So please share this podcast with your friends and family, leave a rating and review on Apple podcasts, 
or Spotify. Does Spotify do reviews? I don't think it does. But just find some sort of way to rate and review or just tell people about it because the more people who listen, the more people this can impact. And as I always mention, there's the possibility for exponential growth. So yeah, my 20 listeners tell two friends and suddenly I got 60 listeners. So yes, please, 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 please tell your friends, tell your family, share it on social media, do whatever you need to do. Just get the word out there. I would really appreciate it. So thank you so much for tuning in. Please contact me if you want to, and I will see you next week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Harmony and Healing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Harmony and Healing Podcast. And you can find me personally at The Jazzy Tubist on both Facebook and Instagram. And at my website, jasminepiggit.com. I'll see you next Thursday.